He ran his eye with disfavour amounting to hatred over the birthday guests assembled in the private dining room of the Ritz. The end of the seemingly interminable speeches had come at last. The old geezer, in whose honour they were celebrating fifty years of parasitic idleness, risked running into his sixtieth year before his friends and relations had finished queuing up to listen to their own voices, telling family jokes and relating embarrassing incidents in the fruitless life of Alfred Jolliffe. But now the last cheery lie had been told and welcomed by the receptive audience and they were all knocking back the champagne. And this followed the sherry, the white wine and the red wine with the meal. Eyes were sparkling, laughter louder and shriller, behaviour more exaggerated. It all made his surveillance difficult. It had been a piece of cake while they were all seated at those little tables, but now they were wandering about going to the cloakrooms, stepping outside for a cigar, dancing in the small circle the Ritz flunkies had cleared in front of the eight-piece band. Armitage wondered if young Robert, stationed outside in the corridor by the lift, had stayed alert. His eye ranged over the men, about thirty of them in the group, eliminating the elderly, the unfit, the inebriated. That left two. No, three whose movements he should follow closely. Waste of time. None of them looked remotely like a cat burglar. Still, what did a cat burglar look like? Nobody knew. Bloody clever, those lads. Never got caught. Briefing him, his inspector had explained that in the series of break-ins and robberies that had occurred in London hotels in the last few months, the Ritz could well be the next target. Bedrooms had been entered, sometimes by means of the fire escape, and turned over while the guests were busy at some sort of knees-up in the building. You could almost think somebody had checked they were occupied elsewhere, and then ransacked their rooms. But that was to imply that the burglar was one of their number, someone close who knew them and who could watch their movements unobserved, a member of their class. Obvious, really and Armitage had tried to put this idea into his boss's head. But, of course, no one in any position of authority was willing to believe this. Even the victims wouldn't admit the thought. Thieves were lower class, weren't they? Destitutes and relics of the war. Terribly sad, darling, and naturally one understands and sympathises, but it just has to be stamped out, and quickly, before one becomes the next insurance claimant. There had been one sighting, but so far only one. A guest at Claridge's last month, returning unexpectedly to her room, had found a man standing inside. He was wearing evening dress and was very well spoken. A gentleman, she had said. Charming and attractive. He had apologised for mistaking the room, explaining that his own was on the floor below and had left, offering to buy her a drink in the bar to make up for the intrusion. It was some time before she realised that a hundred pounds was missing from her bag. "'And good luck to you, my lad,' thought Armitage mutinously. He was perfectly aware of a fellow feeling for anyone who had the nerve and the skill to pluck a living from these fat birds, and yet he knew that if the occasion offered, and he found himself feeling the collar of one of the light-fingered sportsmen he had been assigned to track down, he would stifle his sympathy.' bounce him off down to the clink and take all the credit that was going. Felix! 
Felix the Cat Burglar, are you here now, mingling with a crowd, unremarkable behind a fashionably languid voice and the right evening suit, stalking your victim and preparing to nip off upstairs and do out a room? Waste of time, mate. I could tell you that. The jewel cases are lying open and empty on the dressing tables. It's all down here. Must be ten thousand quid's worth of sparklers hanging round the undeserving necks of these toffee-nosed tabbies. He looked again at the three young men who had caught his attention earlier. They were deep in serious conversation at the other end of the room. They were still sober. They were lithe and looked keen and clever. Were they up to something? It was just possible. He didn't want any amateurs fouling up his evening. Better be certain. He strolled around the perimeter of the room.